G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, there is a certain way of framing how a Christian thinks about remaining strong in faith as some of our Christian foundations have begun to tumble. One church outfit is preparing to host a conference that they're calling Stand Firm and Take Action. Those words come from a Bible passage in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. When God gave Daniel a prophetic vision of coming persecution, he foresaw two contrasting responses from those who professed to worship God, those who violate their relationship with God and cave to flattery by the enemy, or those who truly know their God and who would stand firm and take action. Well, this conference is coming up September 15th and 16th on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Tom Ford is one of the speakers, preaching pastor with Hope Reformed Baptist Church. Tom's joining us. Hey, Tom, welcome along to 2020. G'day, Neil. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Tom, you're saying that this is like a worldview apologetics conference. What does that mean? Well, that's a great question. Francis Schaeffer, who was an apologist in a, really in the last generation, he used to say that because the worldview of our culture has drifted so much away from the Christian understanding of all of the basics and fundamentals of life, it's not enough just to do uh, mere evangelism, which might be just sharing the gospel, but that that gospel is so misunderstood unless it's packaged with a definition of reality, an understanding of God's authority, what even the definition of sin is, not merely that it can be forgiven. So he used to speak about our evangelism needing to become worldview evangelism, which is by no means a detraction from or a uh, a moving away from the clarity of the gospel, but in order to make the gospel that we're saying actually land and be understood with power and potency, it needs to be... And Christians need to be fluent with uh, uh, understanding our own biblical worldview so that we can see all the different points that our loved ones, uh, the lost ones around us and our culture at large uh, is uh, is at odds with the gospel. So to understand the gospel, we need to pack, you know, give it a lot more packaging than just John 3.16, for example. So stand firm, we sort of address a lot of those bigger, heavier, wider, deep issues that, that, that uh, uh, converge in uh, the power of the gospel message. So it's an evangelism that doesn't offer some proof texts from the Bible as the answer for apologetics, but actually talks through what a worldview is. In other words, the way that a biblical view engages with the culture of today. Is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Instead of just being, instead of assuming that everybody knows what we mean when we say God or sin or gender or atonement, uh, you know, we actually have to bring some definitions to the table with those things. And uh, as uh, why that, why uh, 
a worldview evangelism goes hand in hand with cultural engagement is because you can't do this sort of effective worldview evangelism from ivory towers and academic uh, strongholds. It, it really comes from knowing your neighbor's worldview, maybe even more than they know that they have that worldview. Christians need to see the the ins and the outs and the weak points of our neighbor's worldviews, what they think about sin, authority, truth itself, and then be able to articulate the gospel in a way that 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 does damage to our to our neighbor's worldview, trusting that God will use that to land the gospel. Like Spurgeon used to say, you have to send the plow in to break up the heart and break up the ground, and then the gospel seed can fall in. Tom, on your website advertising the conference, uh, you've got an image there of uh, like a cowboy on horseback and he has a gun drawn. Uh, Now, this uh, I'll get your thoughts here, but maybe the impression is, wait a minute, it's time to take up the battle. Uh, What are you saying here? And is there something special in the logo that you're using for the promotion of the conference with the, you know, the cowboy on horseback? Yeah, it definitely is time for the taking up of arms. But of course, like Jesus said, uh, not in a worldly way or like Paul said, not in a fleshly way, but uh, rather taking up the sword of the spirit and uh, going to battle in the continual, unending, uh, unoptional spiritual warfare that currently is at play. So uh, I always like to try and weave in uh, my own uh, um, uh, creativity if I can be said to have any (laughs) uh, into the conferences that we hold. And this year's one was really born from kind of an idea or a bit of uh, uh, an imagination or a mindset of, um, uh, as I was reading through Daniel, a sort of a picture picture came to my mind of the, of the classic, uh, 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 you know, uh, corrupt lawyer or, 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 um, judge or, uh, 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 sheriff in a town and and you know in an old western town and uh, everybody feels like the situation's hopeless because the guys at the top are holding the keys and they're locking up all the good guys and and then in comes some guy with a big iron on his hip uh, a stranger from out of town and he sort of instructs and helps people see like hey there's more of us than there are of them if we just start doing something practical we can run the run the bad guys out of town we can take the town back for the for those who are good and for our families and and we can uh, save the damsels and so we've sort of woven that uh uh theme or that's kind of a storyline into the dna of this year's conference to go we don't we may look around and a lot of christians do they they can often look around and feel like i don't think uh the you know the highest levels of our nation really care about truth and righteousness and justice. Uh, we may feel like, uh, or often Christians do, they can get disenfranchised feeling like, I don't think our denominational leaders are doing what they need to do to solve everything in the church. And my approach and what I think to be the biblical approach, the kind of Paul-like approach is to step back and say, let's go grassroots let's not wait for the cavalry to come. Let's not wait for the National Guard to come and sort out our suburb. Let's not wait for the... And let's not demand of denominational leaders what then just not put in place to do, which is uh, uh, the, the, the fact that we just need to stand up, take our own... You know, some of us will have pitchforks. Some of us will have a... a uh, 
a, a small plow. Some of us will have some revolvers and some of us might have a few horses. But if we rally together as Christians, spiritually speaking, uh, with steel in the spine and start where, you know, look around us and whatever we can do, we just decide to be faithful in the doing it. Then that's really, I think, imbibing that uh, uh, the, the message of Daniel 11.32 of uh, the people who belonged to God and knew their God they didn't just stand firm and complain about the situation. They took action. They did whatever they could do in front of them. And the Lord blessed them for that. And they were, see, they were called those who knew their God. And that's sort of the background of the conference. And sometimes as Christian believers, uh, we need to be a little more confrontational in so far yeah. as uh, when you're equipping people to defend their faith and stand firm and take action, uh, you've got this thought of, believers contending for the faith and that's not necessarily waiting for a quiet moment when you might be able to speak up softly but being actually ready to contribute worldview truths into the conversation so it's about equipping people to actually be a little bit more steel in the backbone as you say yeah that's right uh, the, the gospel of the lord jesus christ bearing God's wrath in our place for our sin, making us righteous and resurrecting from the dead to rule until the end of time and then into eternity as our king. That is the best news that can ever be conceived. And, and it is that message is the power that the church has been given by God, not the, not the eloquence with which the preachers say it, not the budgets of the churches or the stages and uh, uh, media teams of those who project it, but it, the message itself has such divine power that in the preaching of it, the church can see her mission given by Jesus accomplished. And and that, that, that I, I think is sometimes where the, and often, uh, where the the disconnect is people know the gospel and know how to define the gospel, but in the actual speaking of it, there is a huge, huge drawback that people do not stand firm. Uh, they don't take action. They, they draw back slowly, just an inch, just an inch at a time and they back off. And so that the, and usually out of an idea of loving the loss, people don't actually do that thing, which is the most loving towards the loss, which is to speak that gospel. But we know that it carries with it a, a target of persecution. We know that to speak the gospel makes it, makes you a little bit uh, more difficult to employ or makes you a little bit less uh, uh, exciting to have around the, 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 the dinner table at a, you know, at unbelievers' uh, families. We know that it carries, the, that the world is against the gospel, but until the church is boldened by the Spirit and confident enough in the power of God's Word and, and, and sure enough of the emptiness of opposing worldviews, and until she speaks the gospel clearly, unapologetically, but in love, compelled by love, uh, the church will, uh, I think, continue to fade and languish and have a real sense of impotence about her. And so, like you say, out of uh, the, the, the act of love that we need is the preaching of the gospel, and it is always a confrontational gospel. It doesn't always mean that our tone need be uh, uh, bombastic, but our but it is always a confrontational gospel, and uh, uh, often out of love, loving what we think is loving the lost people, we really love the love of the lost people. We love them loving us, 
So we fail to actually love them by giving them the gospel. And that's part of what Stand Firm is all about, getting the gospel into the lips of the church on grassroots areas and, uh, uh, and getting everyday Christians, blue-collar Christians, hands-in-the-dirt Christians to get out there bold with the gospel and speaking and evangelizing. And there's a context, isn't there? Because Daniel said those words, stand firm and take action. And he was foreseeing a time of tribulation for the Israelites. And the conditions that we're facing right now, are they a little like those times, do you think? A little like Babylon? I think they absolutely are. Of course, uh Every generation is want to think that their their sufferings are the worst, and we're not we're not his, that historically. Uh, I I guess ignorant we uh, uh, with you and I, and and hopefully others as well. We've got a section on our conference where we're talking about the Scottish Covenanters who had it much harder than us in terms of their persecution and and uh, treatment. But in the same in a worldview sense, our our culture really is. Um, shifting ground, shifting tone. It really is bringing down tribulation and persecution, in a sense, on the church. Uh, In a way, and this is why I love the reference from Daniel, is because there was really a two-pronged approach from the devil against God's people. One of them was tribulation. Antiochus Epiphanes and and, uh, uh, other other people foreseen by Daniel, there were tribulations in the form of, of murder and slaughtering of their young men and warfare, but then there was also the more sly and cunning attack of the devil, which came through the seduction of the people by flattery. And he says, while the tribulation's coming, uh, the covenant breakers, the people who say they worship God but are cowards, they will in fact be seduced by the flattery of the enemy. Whereas those who know their God will turn away from the seduction. They will not be tempted by the flattery. They will be emboldened. They will be hardened. They will be uh, 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 forged into hard iron, and they will make. They will step forward in the warfare, standing firm and taking action. And and I think that is a that is true of our day. That we have a huge uh, uh, swath of the Christian church that is being just so slowly but surely seduced by the flattery of the world. And we, we are in danger of, of leaving behind those things that are most true and most powerful about us and our mission, which is the gospel, the word of God, and the preaching of it into the, into the perilous worldviews around us. Well, there is a conference coming up. It's called Stand Firm and Take Action. Those words coming from the Bible passage in Daniel, chapter 11, verse 32. The conference is coming up September 15th and 16th on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Tom Ford is one of the speakers. He's preaching pastor with Hope Reformed Baptist Church. Now, the conference is coming up as I say, in September at the Rabina Auditorium, Rabina Town Centre on the Gold Coast. There is a website, and it's got a hyphen in it. So uh, if you want to write this down, stand-firm.com.au. That's the Stand Firm Conference, stand-firm.com.au. Tom Ford, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Neil. Appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing plenty of Aussie Christian soldiers at the conference. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 